Hi, I'm Mark Rennick. This is Victory Over Sin. This is Victory Over Center. My name is Mark Rennick. Good Saturday afternoon to you. I hope everything went well with you this week. We had an actually an excellent week this week. Victory Over Sin is what I usually explain to you where it's funded from, and we are Victory Over Sin is funded by Systemic Change of Idaho, which is an advocacy group for the Southwest Council for St. Vincent de Paul. It's an exciting group. We've been going for about a year now. We've been doing about 25 of these shows now, so you can look back on the archives and see who we've had on here. We've had some impressive people. But Systemic Change of Idaho's mandate, if you will, is to educate the normal Idahoan about what it's like to be on parole. And we're doing that in a very, very interesting way. Uh, What we're doing is collecting people who have been in the system, and we're gathering their stories. We're putting that together in a professional manner, a PowerPoint manner with videos and some stories uh, that will be fictionalized but true stories. And then we're going to go out and talk to congregations, service groups, and HR departments. And we're going to talk about how what it's like to be on parole. We think it's going to be powerful, and the people doing the speaking will be people who have been in the system. So if you're listening to my voice and you've never heard it before and that sounds like an intriguing idea, at the end of the show I'll let you know how you contact me. Let's get involved. We've been doing it. We're going to have a upcoming in this group on July 13th. At the Lennon Building, we're going to have a training for those kinds of people. There's about, I want to say, 20 to 25 people or so that have expressed an interest. And we're going to get together and we're going to start playing around with the initial PowerPoint. We're also going to have another uh, listening forum like we had in February, October the 18th, at, uh, at the Salvation uh, St. Vincent de Paul um, uh, food bank slash uh, feeding area on Overland Road. So put those in your calendar. And so it's exciting. Help us do this. Our goal is to develop these spokespeople so that they can go forward and not only educate Idahoans, but you can imagine what kind of a powerful lift it gives for somebody who has been in the system to be able to say, hey, this happened to me and I'm a part of the process that changes it. So those are the things that we're attempting to do. If you're out there in the desert, hey, we're working to make change in terms of making things better for you, and we're excited about that. So hopefully you get involved. You'll be hearing more and more about this. Uh, this week we had um, – a favorite of mine, Common Ground Biker Church, had their ninth annual picnic at the park in Story. It got a little windy towards the end, but it was absolutely great. You want to hear a good story about um, Christianity and about good people coming together, it's Common Ground Biker Church. Jim Atkins has put together a group of people that are truly special, and we get together every year in a picnic. And this is the way, because we meet in a bar, kids can't come to the bar. So in the picnic area at Story Park, everybody gets to come. So everybody brings their motorcycles, their hot rods, et cetera, et cetera, and we got together, and it was really nice. This is a special group of people. If you have not or you're looking for a um, home church, a family to connect with, look up Common Ground Biker Church. You can see them on YouTube and um, take a look at some of Jim's messages. They're very powerful. He works his way through the Bible like you know, like most of the I'm going to say, I was going to say quality churches, but like most of the approaches are, they go through the system, and he's going through Romans right now, and um, that might be something to check out. The other thing that's coming up and we hope to have on as a guest is, you've heard me talk in the shows about uh, Just USA, Just Leadership USA. It's a group out of New York. 
Uh, if you look on any of our Facebook pages, you'll see that we're looking for people who have been incarcerated and would like to go through a training uh, on a national level where you'll be able to fly back to New York and uh, get training six, several times a year and become a leader. Uh, look up Just USA, the man who is in charge of it. It's a man by the name of Glenn Martin. And take a look at it. They're going to be accepting applications for this. We'd love to have some applications from Idaho. There have been, I think, to date, 301 people go to these seminars. But they do these intensive things where they look for 25 people a year where you get to go back and learn about how to be a better leader. And the only qualification is that you've been incarcerated. So that's powerful. Take a look at that. Their hashtag is half by 2030. They want to bring the incarceration rate in the state in the United States down by half by the year 2030. So take a look at that. Thank you. I am so honored today to have a good friend, a buddy, uh, Matt Williams, who is the pastor of Vertical Church here in Boise. Welcome, Matt. Thanks for having me, Mark. Good yeah, to see you, my friend. this is cool. Most people um, probably have uh, – I, I get blessed. I get to hang around a lot of churches, and Matt is really a, a special man. You uh, – we meet because you have services on 5.30, right, on on Saturday afternoon. 5.30 Saturday nights, yeah. Yeah, tell us a little bit about Matt. Well, uh, I'm a Northwest boy, uh, actually born in British Columbia, lived in Washington for the majority of my life, um, worked there, lived there, got married there, went to uh, Bible College in uh, Portland at Multnomah, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and pastored briefly in Texas for a couple years, and then really... Uh, Felt the call back to the the area where I kind of grew up, and there was an opportunity here in Boise, and uh, it's been almost six years now that I've been in Boise. Because I had I had heard about because I know some of the people I went to your church, and I had heard about the vertical church when you were over across from the fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. Okay, and but I had never gone, and then uh, the thing that attracted me was your Saturday night service at dawn at five thirty because. Uh, and that was the the impetus because you know not too many people do Saturday night services anymore. No, and that, that's one of the reasons why we decided to have a, a Saturday night service was to give people the option. Also, we were at a point where we wanted to remove a little pressure from our Sunday morning as well. But but there's not quite the same stigma going on a Saturday night as there is a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, unchurched people expect churches on Sunday. You know, everybody yeah, exactly. knows that. So right. if you can go sun- Saturday night, it's not. It doesn't feel quite as churchy, I guess. Well, and I always sense that too from sitting in the audience with you. Know, that, mm-hmm. that you, this is something that you really sort of wanted to do for a while. Absolutely. And um, so I think I, I got to be honest, I don't think I've ever been on a Sunday morning. But you're more relaxed, it seems like, than I bet you are on a Sunday morning. It's a more intimate kind of situation. Definitely. Some of us in the in the audience, we can actually call out to him, and he talks to you. It's kind of cool. There's a bit of interaction usually. <laughs> That's so, right. yeah. Yeah, sometimes heckling too. Uh, your mom and dad are there. It's yeah, really mom and cool. dad are there. Yeah, it's it, it's a it's a great service. It's for me. It's it's kind of the. It tends to be a couple things. One is you know I've I've studied. I've done my work looking at the passage I'm going to teach, mm-hmm. and typically uh, Saturday night gets the full Monty. You know they get all of it. That's and right. uh, that's a good example. Yeah, of full Monty. Yeah. I like that. I so like that. Yeah. Uh, and I also tend to rabbit trail a little bit more on Saturday because you don't feel like there's really any time constraints. Well, I think too. Sometimes I hang around people who are in a situation where they are transitioning from what they say they believe to uh, living what they believe mm-hmm. kind of thing. And so I always point to you saying, hey, you know, try this, try this. And I think that's a perfect kind of transition for a certain person that wants to come in and say, you know, I don't know, these guys, this Renick guy says this. And they can come in and kind of see it 
and get a flavor for and letting God kind of come in and just kind of grab their heart. And I think you do that really well. Yeah. Well, thank you. Congratulations. It's an interesting story about how you – the location where you are. Yes. And the place across from um, – what's, what's the name of the nightclub that you were next to over there? Uh, it's called uh, – oh, um, Everybody knows probably, but – yeah, and, I, and now I've completely Live drawn a break. Okay. We we were we were actually we, we thought it was funny because we were between uh, Weinhoff drug testing and and Talon tattoo, yes, which was perfect. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, and and there's a, a large venue, uh, a large uh, venue concert there. venue there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that shopping center that's been so many different things. Yes, yes. So we were there for uh, we weren't there for a really long time. We're a church that kind of before I came here, this, this church had bounced around a, just an incredible amount, like mm-hmm. eight different locations in seven years, and uh, and that was kind of our our last spot before we found our home here. And and it was it was really difficult. It was a very commercial place. It wasn't residential at all, uh, and it was very expensive. Uh, which was it really? It would, yeah, yeah, it was. It, it was very expensive, which a, a lot of a lot of starting out churches can't afford that. So, so that uh, it was an interesting transition we went went through. Actually, when I was there, uh, I'd been called here, and you know, you come up and you do the interviews, and you meet with the elders, and you meet with the congregation, and and then you 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 know talk about a contract and everything, and you put this package together. And and when we were there, I just pretty much had to take the package and throw it out the window, and I went and worked full time. Uh, and another job because uh, just the church just was was small. It had contracted quite a bit, and and uh, yeah, and then that's how we kind of stumbled onto our, our current location. Because I think talk about that. I, I, the name of that was um, what was the name of the church on Thirty Six North? It was Parkview. Parkview. That's yeah, right. Parkview Bible Fellowship. Yeah, there you go. So it had originally been uh, originally originally it was Baptist Temple. Uh, and it was a, a very old traditional Baptist church. Uh, like the early '70s, they built that that building off of 36, and it was a very uh, large congregation at that time. They were pushing 600 plus, which is big, big for Boise. Mm-hmm. And they had some serious transition in leadership, and it wasn't a healthy thing. And uh, the person who had been interning there was called to be the pastor there, and. Uh, and Dave was the pastor there for a number of years, and then they just kind of continued to kind of dwindle and and struggle. And then he had reached out to me. It's been about five years now that he he reached out to me and and just said, "We're we've kind of seen your church, seen what you do. We love the model of ministry that you have, and we'd really like to talk about partnering." And uh, uh, great, I'm I'm always interested in that. What do you mean by partnering? And he said, "Well, we'd like to do a merger with your church." And that kind of caught me off guard a little bit. And and uh, he said, uh, we just want to blend the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, his congregation was primarily an older congregation. It had kind of, kind of shrunk and had gotten smaller and smaller. And, and ours was really struggling as well at that time. So he said, we just want you to come in and set up church in our building. And do we want to do things the way you guys are doing things, and then we want to partner with you, and join with you, and be part of, of of how you do ministry. So, so that was the really the the launch launch of a vertical church when we came into this building. And it actually is such a cool story too, because some of the original elders are still there, and they blend yeah. with you and. 
the ones that I have met, I don't think I've met them all, but uh, they're really outgoing. They're great yeah. people, and it's yeah. uh, it's a real blend. Yeah, that, it was it was it was really great for us because we were able to add some people with gray hair. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And 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 I've got a few myself, but uh, we were the median age rose significantly when we yeah. when we joined those two congregations. But yeah. it was great. Uh, one of my favorite congregants who who passed this last year, Dorothy Dean. Uh, you know, she had been, she'd always said, you know, I've been coming to this church since 1948 and, wow. and you just went, wow, you know, um, she, it's quite a legacy. And, uh, and here she was at a church with, you know, people showing up in blue jeans and t-shirts. Absolutely. And I think that works. That's what, uh, that's what I like about it too. It really does. There's a blend between those, I guess I'm a gray haired guy, but those gray haired guys kind of blending with the other people, which I kind of identify with more because, uh, they are more of the people, uh, of the community, let's say they've had, led a harder life, let's say. Sure. So I would think the, the people from Vertical have led a more challenged life in terms of challenging uh, being a, let's say, a good Christian. I think they've come to it through experience that hasn't always been positive, let's say. So, Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what merges with the group that I think is so exciting about what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, it's an amazing place to minister and. I count myself incredibly blessed to be. Uh, yeah, and, to be the and it really looks good on you. I probably will say that several times. Yeah. But it's an interesting dynamic between the smaller kind of congregation and these kind of mega churches that we have around here. Mm-hmm. You want to maybe address that? I'm assuming that's a strategy on your part. Yeah, you know, um, it's funny. Boise doesn't really have like real mega churches. Yeah. You know, I right. mean, my my home church where I kind of got saved as an adult and. And back in uh, back in Washington is you know like six thousand members yeah. and five campuses and that kind of thing. But but here in the valley, um, it, it's difficult. You know the, the churches that are really big. That, that's I don't think that's their plan as they start out. I think you know that's not their goal. Is let's become some massive church. I, I think that really a healthy body grows. Right. So if you're feeding it properly, I mean, you just think of a baby. If it, if you feed it properly, you take care of its needs. It's gonna grow. It's gonna happen. So, and that certainly happened with with vertical. Uh, the amount of people that we have are far higher than we when we first started this. Um, but it can be difficult in that growth, maintaining close knit connections and maintaining a, a real sense of of community and belonging because, you know, every service there's so many faces you don't well, know. Well, I think that's the key almost because I, I do go to one of those bigger churches too mm-hmm. who I come kind of supporter and actually that, that gentleman will be on next week. But I, I look at him sometimes and I say, I know people will even talk about going to another church in front of you mm-hmm. and how you take that, how he takes that, yeah. how he processes that, how he sees those people that float in and float out. Is yeah. that something that goes through your head or something like that as you say cuz you'll say I know how I think I know how his approach is but I would think that I, I mean I do recovery groups and I think well if people will float in and float out and 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 I'll think well I didn't reach that person maybe or did I lay some groundwork and you let them go I do at least and say God's going to work with them whatever they're going to do but how do you approach that does that make sense the question y- yeah you know I mean they they do come in and come out definitely right. and, yeah. and 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 you know, I always one of the things that I always try and do is really make a connection with people mm-hmm. as they come. You know, if they fill out one of our orange information cards, I give them a call, I'll have a coffee with them. I'll, I'll try and, and make a connection there. But, but you know, there's a lot of people that are just spiritually searching. There are a lot of people that don't want to commit for some reason. Even good Christian people that that 
they prefer to go someplace where they can remain anonymous and, and uh yeah i mean it's it's the revolving door is a problem i think at any church mm-hmm. um and that's just part of that's the nature of faith as well is that you know it's it's something that's not always easy. It isn't. It's hard work, isn't it? Yeah. This is hard work. Yeah. And so I always, I'm always looking for people to somehow give me that easy answer because it's like you'll see these people and they'll, you'll, you'll see what's in their heart and yeah. you'll think, boy, I, this is it. I, you know, you're going to be great. And then there are ways, there are long ways away from seeing it in their heart. Yeah. And there are long ways away from making the steps that I want them to go or perhaps you want them to go. And so you have to just kind of let them walk and say, somehow by my example or by your example, They'll remember that, and it'll click at some point in time, if that yeah. makes sense. That's yeah. the way I attempt to justify it. So. Uh, but it's always difficult for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's never easy. Yeah, it isn't. But the, one thing I like about you, you make it, you're open about um, uh, a past that's filled with addiction. Yeah. And yet, and so the community is open about that, and I'm an addict. I've been sober now for 13 years. So um, I love that you address that, and mm-hmm. I love that you... Uh, approach uh, the group, and so you blend those with those kind of gray-haired kind of guys. Well, does that speak about that? Yeah, well, I, I mean, if you look at recovery and and you know twelve-step recovery in particular, uh, there's some really valid principles for life, and, and I think that uh, that it, it's something that's helpful for any of us at, at looking at uh, those inner flaws that we might have or those inner. You know, what needs aren't being met, what's not quite wired right in my head. And, uh, and so I, I, think, I think they're helpful principles to live life by. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, part of my con- a, a good part of my congregation is in recovery or, or on probation or parole. But there's, you know, there's also just some really good Christian folks that have been Christians their whole lives and live great lives. And, and, uh, so I try and bring those principles that might not be something they know to them to to show them this this is a positive way and and not only that but this lines up with with biblical principles. As, you do. As well. You also do that. You do something that I'd never heard of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alcoholics Victorious. Yes. So and I think you're the only people who do that in the valley. Correct. Or? I think we're the only people that do it in Idaho oh, right be, now. Yeah. 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 So uh, Alcoholics Victorious was started by the Union Gospel Mission actually, mm-hmm. and uh, it started shortly after. Uh, uh, it started shortly after the you know the big twelve step recovery started you know came onto the scene and and what they do is they they use those twelve steps but they also they also put biblical principles behind them so as we read through the twelve steps at our meeting um, we also have scriptures that go with them so uh, mm-hmm. so the first step is uh, is that uh, we admit we're powerless their lives have become out of control mm-hmm. and. Uh, we go to Romans uh, 7.15, uh, where Paul says, I don't understand what I do for what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I don't do, but what I hate, I do. And so it's more intense, let's say, than a celebrate recovery or even like a, a pure word. Or yeah, you know, like celebrate recovery is great. Uh, I love celebrate recovery, and I know there's there's several great meetings uh, in town for that. But I found that there's a fundamental difference between uh, – you know, I mean, people who have gambling addictions, people who have eating addictions, people who have those kinds of, they certainly need help. But I've found that there's a fundamental difference between someone who's mainlined heroin and someone who can't put down a bag of Cheetos. 
uh, that the bag of Cheetos person has never, you know, stood on the street corner and sold themselves so they can get more Cheetos. And so, so it tends to be a little more um, intense Good. recovery. So Good. I'd like that. I'd yeah. like that. I'm going to use that. Yeah. I'm going to borrow that. I'm not going to steal it because that's against, that's one of the big 10. Or something yeah. Like that. You yeah. can't do that. But I like that. Good. Okay, good. The, you, you're also, Vertical is really strong with community partners. Yes. Uh, in terms of, so uh, I love the way you blend in with the community. I mean, I, have, I go to your Trunkathon or at, Trunk or at, Treat. Trunk or Treat. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, there'll be all sorts of people there. And I, I hang around with some Catholics, and so I see Catholics there yeah. because, because they're in the neighborhood. And I love that you do that. Yeah. Talk about a little bit about what that what you do. Well, you know, we do love to really do – You really are a community church. We love to do community outreach, and, and the biggest thing is we just want to let the community know that, that we're here, that we're present, and that we want to be involved. So one of the, the ways that we do that is, is we partner with Taft School. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taft is um, almost always one of the three lowest income per capita schools in the city of Boise. Uh, and you go there, and it's uh, it's like walking into a little UN. I mean, it's very ethnically diverse, and there's just a ton of need there. So we partner with Taft uh, a ton throughout the school year. Um, just, I mean, coming and helping, volunteering. We do Christmas projects for them. We do all sorts of stuff with them, and, and we're very, very connected. Uh, we're also connected with the, the Sunset uh, Neighborhood Association. They regularly meet. They have mm-hmm. their monthly meeting at our, our church, and, and um, we're, we're making connections there. We, we do lots of outreach events. This Last year we did Easter. It was our second Easter event, and it was just stupid. There was like 10,000 eggs. I know. And the Easter Bunny came on a motorcycle. The Easter Bunny did, did show up, yes, pictures. on a motorcycle. It was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> so, was pretty cool. So those are, those are the things we do right within our local community. And we also we partner with a, a great ministry in Portland called, or in Boise called Love, Inc. That's and, true. Uh, Love, Inc. is uh, it's just a, a bunch of churches coming together saying, how can we pool our resources and help a larger community? So it's a, it's a really great thing. You do good things. And like I said, the people who are listening to my voice, some of you who are – Let's say incarcerated or about to be incarcerated. You're looking for a church home. This is a place, you know, all those volunteers out there will say, come to our church. Um, Matt's, he does want you to his church. And uh, this is a good spot for people to transition to and to give a check out. And I think the people who are struggling with trying to figure out their own Christianity, this might be a good place. I know the Christmas ladies hang out there, and I know a lot of people, there are a lot of uh, halfway houses that are close to you that tend yep. to come in and check in with that. So the people that I care for, the returning citizens and stuff that uh, this show really addresses, this is a good spot to land, and you're liable to see somebody that you know <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the congregation. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the other thing, I'm going to be remiss if we don't talk about you're a bass player, and you're in the band, the prison yeah. worship band, <laughs> and you've got a – gosh, you, you've picked up April – Waitu is just fantastic. So I uh, can't say yeah, I can't say enough about her. The energy that uh, his leader, his praise and worship leader, puts on is so cool, and she's she's got such a love for God that comes across so many different ways. So so uh, congratulations on that. It's cool. Yeah, she's a she's a tremendous blessing, uh, and she's like you said, it, it's just her heart is so in the right place, it is. and uh, there's it so comes across. Too. There's a real humility there too, yeah, yeah, you know, great. and uh, and I, I love I love worship that's proper worship. That is the worship that addresses the Father, mm-hmm. the the Spirit, the Son, where we're we're giving them worth. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And and she does such an amazing job of that. So uh, I'm I'm just a lucky guy that gets to play bass sometimes Absolutely. there. So and, I know you look disappointed when you don't get to play. You, somebody somebody else comes. You in. You know, it's play. mixed emotions actually <laughs> because uh, when I'm playing bass, it is like man. I mean, I'm up on that stage the yeah. whole time, and and uh, and it tends to be a little hectic and a little frantic sometimes because when I'm not playing, I can I can kind of pull people aside and talk and minister a little bit more. So it's kind of a catch twenty two. Um, I want to play because I love to play, but at the same time, it's really better if I'm out with my congregation and, and able to minister during that time of worship as well. So, Well, I want to thank you for coming. Uh, we're running out of time, but thank you so much. Well, yeah. thank you. We'll have to do it again because we didn't get through all my notes, so we'll have to do it again. I'd love it. Again, I want to thank Matt Williams for coming in today. Uh, hopefully you've gained from the conversation that we had. That this is a special man, it's a special congregation, and it's something that uh, you should check out if you're in the area on Saturday night. Hey, you're liable to see me there. So uh, if you are listening to my voice, you, anything that we've said you're interested in, there's all kinds of ways to get in touch with us. You can look us up on www.systemicchangeofid.com. There's a link to a an email there. We're actually on Facebook as Systemic Change of ID. We have Instagram, Systemic Change of ID. And you can give us a call at area code 208-477-1006. We hope to see you next Saturday on Victory Over Sin. Thank you so much. I used to do it too. I used to do it too. I used to do it too.